All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. And we are going to begin our podcast where we always do by thanking our amazing partners, altplayground.net. They are sponsors of our show and also our pick for where to find sexy friends. Yes, of all shapes and sizes Absolutely. and flavors. <laughs> many, many different. And the thing that we love most about Old Playground is that they are constantly growing. For example, Love Voodoo, which is a swinger site that has been around for a long time, is soon going to be part of altplayground.net. And what does that mean? for us users it means a lot more sexy people all in one place that's just one example of how alt playground is working to really create the biggest and most amazing lifestyle community possible so we definitely recommend that you get on there check out all of the features the big wall has been hopping lately so many sexy pictures on there and uh, just a lot of really cool features and of course the most important one is being able to connect with other lifestylers so you can do that at altplayground.net as well and we want to let you guys know if you're looking for some merch some fps merch why wouldn't you be you should head on over to fullswapshop.com slash front porch swingers that is where you can find front porch swingers merchandise like our vixen merch and our farmer's market merch yeah and uh booty shorts and shot glasses and all sorts of really fun stuff it's a good way to support the show and also get yourself some fun shit so uh we'd love if you'd head over there like i said fullswapshop.com slash front porch swingers so, lots to go over. Yeah, it's been an interesting yes, it an interesting journey the last week. Very much so. We have had uh, a lot of new experiences, I think. Some revelations too. Oh, okay. Where do you want to begin? Well, I think probably we need to begin with I I guess the end really of the, of your polyamorous kind of venture to this point. Uh, I think we yeah, we got to cover this because <laughs> we have now talked about this on two of the last episodes of From Poor Swingers. Yeah. And many of you have reached out. So many people. So many people. So most... many people disturbed, actually, by the last uh, conversation we had about just how terrible your experience was. Yeah. A lot of women going, holy hell, that's horrible. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was really interesting was I got a couple people that reached out and kind of wanted to, to shift the blame to me a little bit. And I will accept some of the blame here. I really will. Because looking at it, I have to accept responsibility responsibility for the fact that I am a very strong, vocal, opinionated woman who did not express that in any way, shape, or form during this interaction with this gentleman. Yeah, no, you didn't. But I, I do think you got caught off guard. Honestly, I think you were just so taken aback by how bad this experience was. I'm not really sure. I know for a fact you didn't really know how to compartmentalize it until you and I kind of broke it down over the course of days and days. Well, now, I think what I've realized now is I can't remember the last time I was this uncomfortable in a sexual interaction. If you guys haven't listened, you have to go back and listen to the last two 
episodes because they tie in directly with each other. And we're also talking about this polyamorous gentleman that I went out with a couple of times. I really enjoyed spending vanilla time with him, but the sexual interactions were very lacking. And so the end of the last episode, we talked about me going out on a third date with this guy. Yeah, you had a third date planned even after that. Really, I mean, I think you're being kind. It was a terrible experience physically. Just a terrible experience. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I was supposed to go out with him this past Wednesday. And Tuesday came and he texted me and said, hey, I'm not going to be able to meet you tomorrow night. And I think that was a, a real chance for you and I to sit down and go, okay, what's actually going on here? Well, we had to back, we got to back up a little bit. Okay. Because prior to him texting you and kind of saying, hey, something came up kind of thing. You and I had a conversation the following day after your second date with him. And, and as, as we mentioned, the, the physical component of that date was just awful. In fact, you and I spoke about it. And it's probably the worst sexual experience of your adult life. Yes. So we spoke about it. Not probably. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it. And you actually sent him a message the next day and said, hey, I really feel like we should you know, talk about this. And you kind of laid it out for him to some degree that you really weren't comfortable with how it ended and it was awkward and there was some unfinished business there. And so basically what he said, he acquiesced to some degree and said, yeah, probably not my best showing. The bottom line is he was embarrassed by his performance, let's let's call it. And I, I believe fully that that's why he postponed or, or I, I'm not going to say blew you off, but I do think he's blowing off the the entire episode. He doesn't want to talk about what happened. He doesn't want to dig into it. Like I told you, had that been me, and fortunately for me, it had never has been, but <laughs> if you had texted me the following day and told me how terrible you felt that that physical experience was, there is no way that I would not have wanted to meet you immediately to iron that out. Right. Right? I mean, 100%. Let's get this. Oh, no. Let's get it open right now. Get it on the table. Figure it out. He did not make any attempt to do that. No. Not even like, I'm sorry or... Wow, I'm really sorry you feel that way. Let's let's get together and talk about it. Let's make an earnest attempt to do that. He didn't do that. He just blew it off. He really did try to sweep it under the rug. And I'm convinced had you gone out with him Wednesday, if that was even going to be a thing, I don't think he would have opened up to that topic no, anyway. I he think would have waited have for it. me to do it. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, and so when he canceled our date on Wednesday, you and I sat down and had a, an honest conversation about what it is this whole thing is and what it is I want out of it and what makes sense for me in a dating situation with someone. And we both came to the realization that this doesn't work because sex is so important to me. Sure, it's a gigantic component to the to any relationship as far as we're concerned. Yes, but especially to me, because I'm an incredibly sexual person. I have a very high sex drive. I love to have orgasms. And I cannot be with someone where that anxiety is just sitting there all the time. And that's what I would have felt with him. I know it. I know going into future interactions, I would have gone, oh my God, is it going to be bad the next time? And that would have been in the back of my head. And I just don't want to deal with that. Well, you felt like this experience or that particular experience kind of it was relative to how a lot of the experiences you had prior to us getting together and getting into the lifestyle you had a lot of kind of vanilla 
blah experiences and you just didn't want to go down that road again it's not just that though it's not just the fact that he's vanilla although we have now decided too i think if i was going to seriously date someone and this was going to be a potential partner for me they'd have to have some level of bdsm experience they'd have to have some interest in that um so that's important or an understanding of it for sure Absolutely. But I think this interaction was even worse than interactions I've had previous to our relationship because I don't think I've ever had someone straight up not touch my pussy. Well, not even, not just not touch your pussy, not just not try to pleasure you in a way that you're accustomed, made no bones about it, was unapologetic about the fact that he doesn't like performing oral. He wasn't apologetic at all about not bringing you to orgasm or making sure you were pleasured. There was no conversation about it. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. And yep. just, and just you know, on to the next. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to get off and then cuddle. It's like, hey, man, you, you missed a whole big piece of what just happened here. Yeah. And again, unapologetic, didn't try to make it right. Even after you, you kind of communicated with him about it digitally, never said, hey, then we need to get together right away and, and, and hammer this out. I, you know, I really want to get this straight and make it right. Never attempted to do that. In fact, the next correspondence was several days later, because I'm sure he was embarrassed by it. And that was to put off the date that you had to schedule for the following day. So basically what we're saying here is I will not be seeing this gentleman anymore. He and I no. are not a good fit. I think that he is probably a good fit for nobody at this point. No, it's not true. I I'm sure know. there's Just somebody out there for him. Okay. There's somebody out there for him. No, I think he has some learning to do. And I think I think it would have been good for us to sit down if for no other reason than for me to explain why we're not a good fit because I think someone needs to tell him. I don't think it would matter. No? No, I really don't. So I, I honestly think that based on some of the things you told me, and then of course, that experience led you to kind of identify some red flags that you didn't really catch earlier on. I caught them, but it was the culmination of all of them. There yeah, was some, put it all together. let's say some selfish remarks made throughout our two dates yeah. that when this incredibly selfish sexual act happened, made me go, hmm, Yeah. maybe he's kind of a douche. <laughs> well, maybe he's just kind of selfish yeah. and that's not going to work for a great sexual experience, a great sexual partner. That does not, that doesn't work well. No. You know, selfishness is not a great quality in a sexual companion. Oh, I don't think there's anything less attractive to me than selfishness, especially in the bedroom. And especially if you're not only selfish, but really, again, unapologetic, unwilling to see what's happening yeah. and address it. No, didn't want to address it at all. And I'm certain that had, had you gone out with him, you would have had to have brought that subject up. I don't think he would have ever touched it. Probably not. So, yeah. So that's over. Uh, I don't see that going down uh, the road at all. Nope. So nope. anyway. I'm over that. Fuck try. that. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, listen, we learned a valuable lesson. We really thought, I thought, that when it came to you or I or us getting into more of a poly type relationship, it would be a situation where we met someone and began kind of an emotional attachment and then the physical component would take over. That doesn't work for us. And it's going to be a situation, I think, now, much like a lot of our our situations are. We meet folks, we become physical with them, and then we become friends with them. And then maybe down the road, something else emerges. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to break down. Well, if you think about it, our relationship started with mostly a physical connection and then developed into more there was a hundred percent started we started out 100 percent with the idea of it being physical and nothing more yeah yeah so there's no question that that's how you and i our sex was fire and then it was like oh i actually like this person and i like fucking them yeah and i think that's what's going to end up happening again i mean it's it's really kind of it's black and white we should have seen it because it's how we 
how we became successful together as a couple. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's what we did. Yeah. And I that worked for us. What's really interesting is we have a lot to learn regarding the poly dynamic and it doesn't always relate to the whole hot wifing thing. I listened back to the last episode and I found myself multiple times saying, well, if this would have been a hot wife interaction, it's like we have that part down pat. Right. Okay, that part we understand. And today's interaction will reinforce that 100%. Yeah. yeah. But going into the poly world, we have some things to fucking learn and figure out. Well, yeah, absolutely. I also, it, it made me more convinced. I was always convinced of it, certainly, but more convinced that there is no one way to do anything as it pertains to ethical non-monogamy. What works for one couple or one person is not going to work for everybody. Right. And while I think a lot of steadfast polyamorous folks out there would disagree and say, oh no, it's got to be that emotional connection. You've got to have that bond first. Not for us, man. It, that's not a thing. It, it just isn't. We've just proven it once again, very vividly, yeah. that that is not going to work for us. So I think that we are going to approach this differently going forward. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And like you said, today's interaction we're going to talk about, and I know very little about it, just as a spoiler alert, <laughs> you and I did have not spoken about it uh, at any to any great length. You were kind of, we wanted to wait. At all. Yeah. Hardly at all. Hardly at all. Yeah. Yeah. So today's going to be interesting. I'm really eager to hear about this. But this will, I think, again, it solidifies what works for us. I agree. Right? This is the formula. We have come up with it. It works for us. I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone works for us. And that's what we're going to stick with. For sure. So before we get to today's interaction, we have to get to single guy tip of the week. Yes. Yes. Do you have one? Because I have one if you don't. Well, I do, but you go right ahead. Okay. So we recently, I recently had someone reach out to us on our BDSM site. Mm -hmm. Okay. I showed you his picture. Yes, you did. And I was like, what the fuck? And I realized pretty quickly why I was so put off by this entire thing. It's because, the first of all, there was one picture on his profile, right. one one single photo. Right. And the photo looks like he is coming out of a Walmart at three o'clock in the morning, high off his ass. Right. He's got like a gross, dirty hat on, a hoodie over his hat. Yeah. He It's like unzipped. He looks totally unkept. And I think what it what, uh, the reminder for me was, you don't have to be a GQ model for me to be interested, right. but you have to put in some level of effort to your online photos. Yes. I always tell people, if you only have one photo on there, that's always a red flag to me. It either shows that you don't really care enough to put multiple on there, or especially if it's a cock pic, I'm like, oh, you're basic and I'm annoyed <laughs> by you and I'm just going to pass right by you. But this is a guy who, who knows, he could be really cool. And I didn't even bother responding to his message because I was so put off by the picture. Well, it's funny you say that because my single guy tip of the week was image related also. Oh, let's hear it. So I got a response from someone on one of our sites and the first picture that he, on his, the picture on his profile, and there is only one, again, it's a face pic, kind of like from the a bust picture from the waist up. He looks very clean cut, really well put together, really nice picture. He then forwards me more pictures to prove that he is who he says he is. And these pictures, it, it looks like someone entirely different. <laughs> I mean, his fir- the, the profile picture, he is clean shaven, hair is co- I mean, he's well put together. Could have taken the picture on his way to work, for all I know. The pictures he sent me, it's, it's like he's been living in a cave. Long, scraggly hair, full bushy beard, not kept, full. I mean, he doesn't even look like the same person. So I messaged back. I said, hey, man, your pictures are vastly different. What do you look like today? 
snaps what was probably a picture on his phone, took a selfie right away. He looks exactly like the pictures that he sent me where he was you know, like he had been locked in a, you know, in a dungeon for six months or, or six years for that matter. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I got to tell you this, you know, she's not going to, this is going to work for her. Not really going to be attracted to this style. Thank you very much. Uh, what are you doing? If, listen, if that's what you want to look like, that's your business. Do your thing. But don't put out false advertising. Right. <laughs> you know, we would never have gotten this far. Like I had three emails back and forth with this guy. Before I realized he was Grizzly Adams' old, you know, younger brother. Yeah. Like, hey, man, this isn't going to cut it. You know, this is not going to work. He literally looked like a guy who was captured and and just you know stuck in a hole for years. It, yeah. it was the craziest thing. Could you imagine if you would have showed me that one picture on his profile? I and have then it. We, I'm going to show it to you. And then we would have met him in person, no. seeing the I would have lost my shade. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I get it, man. Look, you can look any way you want. And in the COVID era, you know, no shaving, not combing your hair, not cutting your hair. I get it, whatever. But you cannot expect people to go, oh, well, well this will be okay because it's the same guy. <laughs> no, man, this is this was going to be a hot wife experience this is strictly a physical thing and like you said while you do not need to be gq quality for sure because we're not those people you got to clean up yeah i mean you got to look like you took some make some effort yes you know i just i it's crazy so the picture it's funny that you said that i'm going to show you those pictures i didn't even bother because i thought why would i even (laughs) waste the energy what did you you think when i showed you the picture from the bdsm site today well yeah you showed it to me today while we were at lunch i'm like come on i mean come on man it's like you took that picture at 3 a.m you and your buddies as you were stumbling out of walmart after a night out like that's that's your putting your best foot forward yeah seriously and then and then you wonder why you're so like unsuccessful at this because that's the first i hear this all the time I literally, I didn't even tell you this, on the same post last week, I got a message from a guy. And and I actually, I, I did communicate with him a little bit because I actually felt bad. He sent me an, an email. I said, hey, I know you want face pics. I don't really want to waste your time. I'm sure I'm not going to be your type. And so I text him back. I said, hey, man, closed mouths never get laid. I've said that a million times. I said, so, if you know, that's kind of a defeatist attitude. You're never going to be successful in anything if that's your attitude. I said, send me a picture. What do you got to lose? And I said, and by the way, the physicality isn't the most important thing. Yeah. You know, we want to meet people and have a connection. So he sent me the picture. And he's not a bad looking guy. He's he's just he's an average dude. I said, hey, man, what, what made you think that we would not be interested by this picture? And he said, well, you know, I haven't been really successful at this. So well, you haven't been successful at it because you're super negative and you're not sending anybody any pictures. So I said, is this actually what you look like? He's like, yeah, that's me. I just took the picture like two days ago. I'm like, well, why would you not want to have a conversation with us? You know? Oh, that's so kind of sad, though. I he- felt terrible for the guy. Anyway, I was communicating with him, and then he just kind of dropped off. I just feel like he's a guy that doesn't have a lot of self-esteem and not a lot of confidence. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's not about, the, you know, you being a guy that's walked off the cover of GQ or, or men's fitness or some shit. Yeah. You just got to, you know, have some have some confidence and put it together. And, and was, you know, look well put together. I will tell you, a guy who is a five can easily become an eight if he puts on some nice clothes and gets his face together and yeah, shave, comb your hair, smell good if you have hair, smell yeah. good. Put it, you know, wear a clean, unwrinkled shirt. It's not that complicated. It's really not where we live. It's a little complicated, but it's really not that complicated. So you <laughs> they know, make it complicated, but it's not. Yeah, they really do. It's so crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's the image thing. I guess the pictures are really kind of a that was a it was a theme this week apparently. Fucking important. <laughs> yeah. So have multiple photos, look well put together, and actually well, look like your photos. Yeah. Single guy tip of the week: look like you're going to look 
when and if you meet someone. Yes. You have to be identifiable. And because I get that a lot. Guys are like, oh, I'm really hesitant to show my face until we're actually going to meet. Well, conversely, we're not going to meet until I see your face. Right. And then then they just disappear. And, and that's a red flag. Like if you can't show your face, if especially if you're not showing your face in your profile, chances are you're not really single. There's a good chance of that. Or, you know, there's something underlying that you don't want to share with us. So yeah, the pictures are a really very important thing. They tell us a lot about a person. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Have multiple pictures and make sure it looks like you. Yeah. And no holding shit up next to your cock. <laughs> oh, so, so far this week, I've seen a Coke can, a Red Bull can, a television remote, and there was like some other, uh, oh, it was a can of Fix-A-Flat. <laughs> I mean, super impressive, dude, because it was about the size of the can. But if that's all you're offering, I really don't even know what to say to you. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, yeah, I don't like either. that at all. I yeah, think and it's why so... are you using a can of fix light? What are you doing? I think it's classless. I can't it's so stand crazy. it. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Only one guy, actually, that I've corresponded with as of as of late, did not that didn't send me a cockpit. He's like, hey, I can send you, you know, naughtier pictures if you want me to. I said, hey, man, we assume you have a cock. You don't have to send us a picture. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank you. I really hate doing that. Only one guy. Wow. One guy. That's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And not for nothing, it'll go along with today's story. But he was 45. You know, he's not a guy that wants to show his cock. Yeah. He doesn't have to. Well, let's launch into that. Yeah. Because uh, I think the age thing has been something we've been talking about a lot lately. We have. Well, because your poly friend is your age. Right. And the gentleman we're going to talk about today is my age. Right. You're, You're older than me. Yes. So he's 51. Yes. Let's chat about it because I haven't heard and I am super excited to hear it. Okay. So... I actually put up my own ad. Yes. That you didn't know anything about. No, and we should say we're really stepping out there. You really are stepping out there as it pertains to being, you know, really growing into the hot wife space where I was always doing the vetting and all that kind of thing. You've really kind of blossomed into doing your own thing and having a confidence to do it, which I really appreciate and enjoy because I am worn out with fucking with all these guys. (laughs) Well, I also thought it would turn you on because there's been multiple times when we've been playing and you'll start talking dirty to me and you'll say things like i want you to find someone new to fuck yeah absolutely i I just want you to find them and i want you to fuck them and don't tell me anything about it until after you fuck them and i've gotten so turned on by that idea because it's like a you trust me to do that and b i think it's sexy the idea of me taking the reins and taking all of that control for a little bit yeah no i think it's great i mean the the first time you did it which was a complete success is when we met that gentleman or you met that gentleman at the bar in the hotel lobby which was still one of the hottest things i think we've ever done (laughs) and that i mean it went really well you did you know really a great job of of vetting that guy so for me uh, again my concern is always from a safety standpoint i know you know whether it's the right person as soon as you kind of you know touch base with them and all i'm concerned about is from a safety aspect outside of that uh, you know i think you you know you've got it i don't need to be involved yeah which i like i like that so in this situation i put out an ad and i specifically stated that i wanted to find someone a little more dominant which is also something we should talk about because through the whole poly solo poly guy situation i realized how much i am craving a little bit more of the kink in my life yeah i have not seen clint in a long time now and you know i don't really have other play partners that are incredibly immersed in the bdsm world aiden is to some degree but i also don't see him that often he's very busy and getting our schedules to line up is, is difficult so i'm craving that right now we had an amazing experience just a few nights ago a bdsm experience between you and i which we haven't had in a while and it was 
mind-blowingly hot. Are you talking so, about when you caned me? Yes. And we hadn't done that in a while. Not to that degree. No. Various uh, scenes that we went through. So it's it's definitely something we need to incorporate more, certainly. And I think, like you mentioned earlier, whichever partner you, partners you take on from this point forward really need to have that dominant component because it's something that I think we you need and, and I enjoy you having it. Or being willing to switch with me because I love topping too. For but. sure. Yeah, absolutely. But either way, I wanted to find a dominant man. I put out this ad. Of course, I got a ton of responses. Most of them were completely bullshit. Yeah. Most of the guys you could tell had zero experience in the kink world. This particular gentleman reached out and was very forthcoming with information, explained his experience. I could tell from what he was telling me that he had at least some experience in this world. And I was excited about him almost immediately. He's very attractive. He looks similar to you. He's shaved head. He's got the salt and pepper facial hair. He's leaner than you, but probably about your same height. And he is a year older than you. Yeah. And I like that too. And I think one of the things that going on these few dates with this poly guy and talking about that whole world, I'm not usually attracted to men my age. No, and I thought about it the other day when we were, we were discussing this. It's difficult to think about other than Ben or Aiden potentially, and maybe one or two others. For the most part, the guys you have played with that have been around your age you really didn't hit it off with them. No. Well, and even Ben and Aiden are both older than me. Yeah, but... They're in their 30s, but, but they're, they're closer to your age than mine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always the older guys predominantly. Yeah. You know, Clint, for example, that you, you really do much better with in terms of hitting it off. Yeah, and I think there's a couple reasons for that. One, the maturity level, obviously, the experience level. But I think also for me, it is something I'm attracted to that mature looking man. It's definitely a physical thing for me as well. Right. So this just, it fit everything. I was really excited. Now I will say this guy is married. Yeah. His partner is fully aware that he he's in a similar situ- situation to ours. They are in an open marriage. She does not play. He does. Yeah, I found that interesting. He even offered to uh, have you meet her. Well, because... I've heard this a lot from guys in the past, right? There's a lot of guys, oh, I have permission, don't worry. And, you know, something comes along where I go, okay, you actually don't have permission and I can tell. This guy was so forthcoming. He offered to have us talk on the phone or I could go meet her. She's very supportive of him finding play partners. And so I thought that was great. Yeah. And he had a, a sub for a while. Yes. Right? Yeah, he's actually had a couple of subs. One was very close to my age, and the most recent one, she moved away. But he was he's really looking for that again. He's looking for something more regular where he can really be that more dominant figure. And similar to us, I should say, he's not super into the idea of going to munches and being in that super public scene. Right. He wants something a little bit more one-on-one private. Sure. And so it just was a great fit. Well, which also is interesting. He actually had no problem meeting you in a very public place in our town. So that kind of lent itself to another level of security for me. You know, when you told me where you were meeting, I'm like, okay, so he's got no issue being seen. It's one of the busiest places in town. Yeah. So I thought that was good. We went to a coffee shop, like you said, super busy. We sat down. He was there before I got there. I sat down with him and there was kind of this instant spark. And I haven't experienced that in a hot minute. I haven't experienced that instant excitement. And so that was really fun. It was just you know how sometimes you lock eyes with somebody and you kind of feel something? Well, was it, do you think it was because cause you didn't have that experience with our 
old poly friend. You are nervous, but that was a different situation. You were on a legitimate date with the understanding that there may be more dates to come kind of thing. It wasn't just a physical thing. Now here you are meeting a guy that you're obviously attracted to based on his images, but there's also no expectation other than a physical relationship between right. the two of you. So right. does that matter? It sounds like it would. Does it matter? In terms of how you were excited and you know, kind of instantly connected with him. I think so. I mean, I wasn't nervous at all for this right. because it didn't feel like there was much writing on it. It right. was kind of like, okay, if we sh- if I show up and it's great, that's great. And if it's not, that's okay too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it was a completely different interaction than, than what it was with the solo poly guy. Right. And I also think coming off of that whole experience, I felt like... You know, I just wanted to have fun. I didn't want it to be serious. I didn't want it to be anything that felt like pressure on either end. And so when I sat down with him, I just instantly felt comfortable. Right. And I really liked that. But there was also something, there was this kind of spark thing going on. The last time I felt that was when we were at Scarlet Ranch. And there's this couple that we've met there twice now. Yeah, okay. They're awesome. And yeah, very attractive. The woman is just so fucking beautiful. Yeah, they are really Really attractive people. So well so put together and always well-dressed. She smells amazing. They're just, they're awesome. He's just a super good looking guy and well yes. put together. But he and I have this weird yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. It's so where funny. It's like we look at each other and I immediately want to jump his bones. Yeah, it's funny because it's it's so obvious even to she and I. Yeah. There's, it's just, it's funny to see. Yeah. yeah. And, and we haven't played with them. Obviously. And twice now it's happened. Twice now yeah. we've been looking at each other and I'm just like, oh my God. And then we start making out. Yeah. And they unfortunately live far away from us. So we'll definitely see them when we hit the road. But yeah, that's a, that's a good analogy. Uh, but that's analogy. the last time it's happened to me where that's it's funny. like I lock eyes with someone and I'm like, I want to fuck you. Right. That happened in this interaction with this guy. That's funny. And I think I've come up with a name for him, by the way, because I'm pretty sure I will be talking about him in future interactions. Okay. I would like to call him Dean. Dean. Okay, yes, why I Dean? I don't know. It's He's kind of suave. He's like, you know, like older and well put together and he is dressed nice all the time. Just makes me think of a Dean. Okay. All right. So Dean it is. we're going with Dean. Okay. 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 So Dean and I are sitting there and I'm getting all these weird butterfly things going on and I just want to fucking like reach across the table and make out with him. And how, and so you're, this is instant, right? You I mean, as soon instant, as you sat down. Instant. How funny. It was so fun too, because, and then I, you know how I get, I got giddy giggly. and giggly and I was being like, I don't know. I just get overly girly. Yeah, for sure. What's the right way to put it? Yeah, absolutely. You get all like gooey. Yeah. Yeah. So did he, did you talk about this at this interaction? Like the attraction between the two of you? We texted about it afterwards. So he and I sit there, we talk a little bit. It's very vanilla discussion. At the very end, we talked a little bit about like what we would like in a BDSM interaction and what we want out of a play partner, the things that are important to us for me in a dom and for him in a sub. And so that was fun, but it was the very, very tail end of the discussion. It must have been a very interesting conversation in the place that you were in. It had to be absolutely packed. It <laughs> so, was packed, but yeah. it was also really loud. And yeah. we were kind of in a corner, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But yeah, so we have this great first meeting. And I leave and I tell you about it. And I say, we're going to get together next week. We, he and I met, I think, what, Thursday? Yes. 
And yes, it was Thursday. And I told you we were going to see each other Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And I was surprised because I thought that you were basically going to meet this guy to determine some chemistry and that you were going to play from there. That was my impression. You thought we were going to play that day? Yeah. Well, I kind of did too. And that's the thing. I called you afterwards and I told you... I didn't sleep with him today because I think I like him and right. I want to like actually have this be an ongoing thing. And did he not say that to you though? Like he wanted to wait as well? Well, we kind of both got up and he was like, so should we see each other now or later? <laughs> I said, I think we should wait until later. And he said, I agree. I think this is something, you know, substantial. And I'd like to actually see you again and make this a real legit right. play session. And I said, great. So we left and then he texted me almost immediately and was like, you were so cute and giggly and I loved your nervous energy. And I didn't really see it as nervous energy. I saw it as just like, I wanted that's to bang him. That's just how him, you but. get. Yeah, he doesn't know yet, but that's just how, you, well, now he knows, but that's just how you get. So that was Thursday. I call you, I tell you everything went great, but I didn't have sex with him. Right. Okay. Then you're expecting that I'm going to see him the next week. Yeah, I never gave another thought to it. Yeah. And then the next day, did I tell you ahead of time that I was playing with him? No, no, no. I was, uh, I was, I was meeting a customer. I was meeting a client, and standing in their what is going to be their kitchen. And you text me a picture of yourself, very naughty picture of you from behind. There was pussy in it. It was very hot. And I said, Does, I, I'm assuming that this picture that you just sent me, you have also at least sent to your new friend. What did he think of it? Because I know how you are. Like you'll send a picture <laughs> to somebody and then you'll send it to me. And you were like, yes, I did. And he really liked it. Yes. And that's all I got. I had no idea that you guys were playing. You never said that to me. Okay, so I get off work super early on Friday, yeah. and I tell him that I'm going to be off, and I said, if you wanted to swing by, you could. And yeah, I, after you sent him that picture. No, I sent him the picture with that text message, right. and he said, well, now I have to stop over. <laughs> right. And I said, good, that was the whole point. I was trying to entice you to come over. Yeah, and almost unfair. <laughs> so, so then... You know, the afternoon rolls around and I text him the address and he comes over and I don't think he was in the door 12 seconds before we started making out. So did you answer the door in your normal attire, like lingerie and all that kind of stuff? Or no, what? I answered the door in clothing, but I had a corset on underneath the clothing. Gotcha. So, but yeah, I opened the door and it's like, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How's your day going? Okay, cool. Now we're going to make out. <laughs> And it was almost instantaneous. Did you actually make it into the living room at all? Or where were you? No, we were standing in the hallway. Oh, wow. And he asked for a glass of water. So I, I got him a glass of water and instantly we started making out again. Okay. And then I brought him upstairs. <laughs> so at this point, he's been in our house for like 60 seconds. Right. And we're already upstairs in the bedroom. Okay. And I have no, I know nothing about this, by the way. <laughs> Zero. Because all I heard about was, again, several hours later, I'm on the phone with a customer. You were calling me. I'm like, oh, I got to take this. And you're like, hey, I may have been naughty. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I didn't know. I got no information on this. Okay. So we'll get back to that. So he and I are in the bedroom making out like crazy. And then- You're standing up. You're sitting down. We were standing up in the bedroom. And he said, we have far too many clothes on. I said, I agree. So this is really sexy. We started stripping each other. Right. But it was like we were doing it simultaneously. And I realized it was because we both wanted to fucking get naked. Like this yeah. whole thing was very sexually charged. Like I wanted him. And I could tell he wanted me too. He kept giving me this look. He had this glint in his eye of like, this is fucking on. This is happening. You know that look? Yeah, I sure do. I see it from you all the time. I mean, not me. <laughs> Maybe from you. <laughs> You're projecting right now, I no. think. No. 
So anyway, he's giving me that look. I am like pulling off his shirt. He's pulling off my shirt. He sees the corset. He makes this comment about how beautiful I look. Huh, a little different than the poly guy. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, Actually gave me a compliment and told me that I looked beautiful and sexy. And so I pull down his pants and I'm like, I really want to suck your cock. And he said, well, I want you to. And I said, great. So I got on my knees and I was sucking his cock and I was giving him eye contact almost the entire time I was sucking his cock, which I don't usually do. No, that's not normal for I you. really like to focus on the cock sucking. So the eye contact is kind of like an afterthought. I'll look up every once in a while. but distraction. It's, yeah, it's not the, the main focus of, of the cock sucking. But we were locked eyes the entire time I was sucking Are his cock. Are you pantsless at this point? What do you got on? I think I still have my pants on at this point. And the so I had the corset on and my pants, and he was completely naked. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm sucking his cock. We're staring at each other, and he's saying all of these nasty, horrible, amazing things to me, like about how he wants to touch my pussy and how he can't wait well, to be inside wants of to my touch pussy. It. Imagine that. <laughs> and I am just going to town on his cock, and pretty quickly he's like. Well, I need to go down on you now. And I was like, oh, this is... Imagine that. This is nice. So he lays me down on the bed. And I'm kind of propped up at one point. Like I'm I'm on my elbows. And I'm watching him because I'm thinking, okay, it was really hot when I was looking up at him when I was going down on him. When we were making that eye contact, I was going down on him. So I was propped up watching him go down on me. But he pushes me down on the bed. And he's like, just relax and lay back and enjoy. And I was like, oh, I really liked that because it was the dominant energy that I'm so fucking into. I love a man who can take charge, who can tell me what to do, who's not afraid to use a little bit of aggression with me, especially when it's a new interaction. And this was not a BDSM interaction. I think we'll get to that down the road. But I liked the fact that he showed me that in that moment because it gave me this glimpse of like what could be in the future. Well, you had this conversation, obviously, about the idea of him or your partners being more dominant and you, and you wanting that, you had the BDSM conversation. So certainly he felt comfortable with being a little bit more assertive. Yeah, well, it was really hot. So he forces me down, pushes me down. He's going down on me and it was fucking phenomenal. He's licking all over my clit. He's at one point puts a couple of fingers in while he's licking my pussy. It makes me come so hard. And I think I might have even squirted a tiny bit because I think he made me come twice and pretty close back to back. I mean, the first time took maybe two or three minutes. And then the second time was like 15 seconds after that. Right. You know how I get sometimes when when you really get me going. Yeah. So that was great. I loved it. And then he took his fingers out of me and he put them in my mouth. Nice. (laughs) And I loved that too. I think he's, he's just naughty. And I like that because I feel like. Also confident. It sounds like. Yeah. I feel like I can be naughty er because he's naughty. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Much less inhibited if your partner is. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I have to kind of dial it down with some guys and I don't like that. I like to be a freak. (laughs) Well, also something that we learned throughout this, this, this whole experience with solo poly guy, there is no way that you're going to acquiesce you're not going to concede to anything other than what it is that you really want there's just no point yeah you know absolutely so pretty quickly after that he says what do you want to do now and i said well obviously i want you to fuck me and he said okay so i had condoms laying out by the bed 
And he, I didn't even, we didn't even have to have the discussion. We had the discussion when we were sitting down, but it was nice. That he just immediately went over, grabbed the condom, put right. it on. And I get all the way up onto the bed. He gets on top of me and he enters me and he's on top. Okay. Right. And he is pulling himself into me by my shoulder. So he has one hand on each of my shoulders mm-hmm. and is pulling himself into me that way, which right. I really liked. And it went on for quite a while. And then I kind of started playing with my own tits a little bit. I was kind of grabbing him and playing with my nipples. Right. And he fucking loved that. I don't know. He must be a, a tit man because he was like mesmerized by it. And he was like, grab him harder. Twist your nipples harder. As he was fucking me, it was so hot. And I liked once again that he could give me like a task, yeah. a command while he's fucking me. He felt comfortable enough in that moment to do that. Well, also read the signals, right? You obviously, you he read the fact that you enjoy having, you know, some breast play and just expanded on it. Yeah. Well, it was fucking phenomenal. So I'm going to town on my tits. He's fucking me and he's picking up the pace and going harder and harder. And he has a really nice cock and it was deep. And you know how I love to be penetrated deep. So yes. I kept telling him that like, yes, I love when you fuck me deep like that. <laughs> And he was like, good. I'm like, I like that you like it. <laughs> and it was just dirty and I loved it. Well, and then stark contrast to your last experience, which is amazing. Yeah. And I came hard and, you know, I clenched like we've talked about many times. And so he almost immediately came after I came. Right. And he kind of stops and he's like, well, I, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, what do you mean you're disappointed? And he goes, I didn't want to come yet. And I'm like, well, that's nice. Also a stark contrast. Right. But I really liked that we kind of came almost simultaneously, too. And at that point, I was like three or four orgasms in. Yeah, well, a lot of the, most the guys that are not prepared for that, usually they're just unexpected. And it's it's real. It is unexpected. It, I mean, because you clench hard. And if you're not prepared for it, you're going to have a tough time not having an orgasm, especially if you're close. Yeah. If you're close at all, it's lights out. Yeah, well, he was not expect. He's like, I really wanted to, to roll you over and fuck you from behind. And I was like, well, there's time for that. We got we can do that next time. Right. But it was just hot. And then we just laid there. And I think the thing I liked most about this interaction, what told me that I could very easily go forward with play with him is this is the first time I've ever been naked around him. It's the first time I've ever had that vulnerability with him. And yet I am so comfortable. I'm just laying there, tits hanging out, like not thinking about the fact that my hair is all fucked up. I was so comfortable with him in that moment. I think most of it was because we had just had this very like sexually charged, naughty time together. And it none of, none of it was awkward or weird at all. It was just so easy. It sounds like the reason it was, one of the reasons it was such a great experience is because it started out that way. Like when you met him, like you said, there was this kind of instant connection. Yeah. And that just you know, flowed over into the bedroom. Yep. You know, also, uh, let's face it, your last sexual experience with someone other than me was fucking terrible. So going from that to this guy really just reinforced all the things that we already knew, but just kind of put off because we felt like we were going down a different path and wanted to be open-minded. Well, that was fucking stupid because we know that doesn't work anymore. Yep. You know, because all of the things that your, your poly guy wasn't this guy is. Yes. So we just know, we know the recipe, you know, that's, we just know it. So then this, it ends in the bedroom. I get dressed. I, he gets dressed. I'm expecting him to leave. And instead he's like, we should go sit out in the backyard. It's so beautiful. And I loved that because it was also, he wasn't rushing to get out of the house. You know, we had our 
backyard is a fucking disaster. We had chairs all scattered all over the, the yeah, patio. Just and moving I, things. I was a little room. embarrassed by it, but we sat out on the patio. It was beautiful. And we talked about fucking the Beatles and classic rock. And it was just so normal and chill and I really liked it. Well, that's how most of the single guys that we are, that you regularly play with, that's how this goes down. I mean, we, when Aiden comes over, we usually sit for 30 or 45 minutes before you guys ever play, just bullshitting. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty and standard. And it's always super comfortable. You know, same way. I mean, it's really pretty pretty standard. Yeah. You know, so the fact that you can do that with this guy tells me that it's, it's probably a good connection. He yeah. sounds like the right kind of guy. But I did all of this on my own, and you I did. was also really proud of that. So yeah. then he leaves, and I call you, like you said. Said, and I'm like, hey, I have something to tell you. And you're like, okay. And I said, I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, what did you do? Like, what happened? <laughs> you're thinking I fucking burnt something. Something or... <laughs> broke. Yeah. I said, I was pretty naughty. And you said, what did you do? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Because I'm thinking, all right, you were playing with yourself like you normally do and taking pictures or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some some pictures. Yeah. It's not no. what I got. Instead, I was like, I just got fucked. And you're like, you did? Yeah. And I said, yeah, by Dean. And you said, you weren't supposed to see him until next week. And I said, well, we changed our minds. We, uh, we were anxious to get yeah, each other naked. It wasn't a plan. It just happened to work out, which is nice. Yeah. Spontaneity. It was pretty fucking hot. So what was going through your head? Well, I, first of all, it took me a second. I was like, what day is it? Like, how did that happen so quickly? And I said, so is that what happened? You sent that picture and that's kind of the what got the ball rolling? And you're like, yeah. So, well, okay, I get that. <laughs> so obviously the first thing, first thing that went through my mind is, okay, so this guy is legit because you are not supposed to meet until next week. And in the middle of the day, completely spontaneously, and you had said he kind of had a flexible schedule for the most part because of what he does. He just basically dropped what he was doing, whatever that was, and came and met you. So, you know, that tells me a few things. He's obviously telling the truth as it pertains to his relationship and his situation and his occupation and his ability to be more flexible. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. You know, guys say that stuff a lot, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. It's just something they say to, you know, try to get in the door, you right. know? So I thought that was kind of cool. And then, of course, I thought, well, she put all this together herself because I had nothing <laughs> to do with this. Like, zero. No. I don't even know who this guy is. I wouldn't know if I tripped over him. Did I show you a picture yet? No, I have no idea what the guy looks like. I have uh -huh. no idea. I'll have to I show you a picture. And I didn't know anything about what he looked like until I got home that night when you told me, I was like, well, tell me something about him. And you're like, well, this is what he looks like. I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds familiar. But <laughs> he looks like you. Yeah. I had no fucking idea, which is really kind of funny because you had two other playmates that look like me as well. <laughs> no. One of them could have been my twin brother. Actually, looks more like me than my brother does. One of them looks identical. Like from the back, yeah. you guys could be the same person. Yeah. I mean, he literally looks more that like me Gerard. than my brother. Yeah. 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 So, so obviously there's a, there's a pattern forming here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought it was super fucking hot and I didn't know anything about it purposely didn't want to know until we got on the show because I, I just wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. So fucking hot. Um, I just like the idea that there is the potentiality for this down the road and that since you really put all of this together yourself that you're just going to kind of take the reins with this and I don't need to be involved. You just kind of do your own thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool for, especially if we continue to see each other for you guys to eventually meet each other. Yeah, we talked about that. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm excited that I fucking put this together and it ended up being a really good situation not yeah. that i not to say i don't need you in these situations because i always need you but you know it felt good to kind of do it on my own and to kind of gain that confidence a little bit yeah well in the past you've just gotten overwhelmed and frustrated because these guys are not easy to deal with yeah no 
It's a fucking challenge. I do it all and the time. And a full-time job. And it's, a, it's like another fucking job, which yeah. we really don't need. So, yeah, it's it's really a fucking hassle. And the fact that you were able to kind of do it and, and put it all together and, and do it with relative ease and found the right guy, yeah, I think it's fucking awesome. It's yeah. just another, just an empowerment piece. Mm-hmm. I think that you're, you're, you know, you've gained so much confidence throughout this whole process. I agree. You know, I think a year ago you wouldn't have done that. Fuck no. Not a chance. I also wouldn't have known what to look for a year ago. I think the fact that you and I have now talked about how you're vetting people, have talked through the things that you're asking these guys. I've seen the ads that you're putting up. I've learned from you. You're like my Jedi. Well, we've done it enough times and you've been, we've been together and met these guys obviously together enough times, met multiple guys enough times, walked away from a number of them and we've had some successes and obviously the ones we walk away from you right away, you're like, okay, I you know, you can pick up very quickly on why we bailed on that fucking thing. So yeah, I think it's awesome. It's great. Listen, I, I love it. A, I don't have to fuck with as many guys, which is awesome. <laughs> and you have the confidence to do it. And I think the spontaneity of it and really kind of the the mystery of it is very hot. I dig it. Yeah. I like it. So we should also talk, however, about the fact that we have not reconnected No, you since were, I've seen Dean. You were not feeling well for the past couple of days. You finally are feeling better today. Yes. But uh, yeah, you weren't feeling well. So we just put it off. And I think where normally it would be, uh, you know, I'd be freaking out. Like it would be a little bit, I would be going crazy wanting to reconnect with you, but you really weren't feeling good. So it really kind of took that kind of sting out of it. I was just really babying you for the last two days. Yeah. So which is kind of nice. So you don't feel anxious about it at all? No, no, not as anxious, I think, as I would normally be, only because of the circumstances. I mean, you weren't feeling good. You, were, you had to get some rest. And so, yeah, I think, I, I think it was, it, that kind of changed everything. Yeah, you know? it was a completely different interaction for multiple different reasons, and that was definitely part of it. I think I'm still anxious to reconnect with you, even though I'm not feeling well. I've been touching you like crazy, and part of it is because I'm a giant baby bitch, and I'm like, <laughs> just take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> but and the other part of it is I do crave your sexual attention. Yeah, we don't, you know, especially because the last sexual interaction we had was just prior to you having this interaction with Dean. And that was that really very intense, aggressive BDSM scene, and it was fucking insane. Yeah. You know, it was so hot. And so going from that... And then having this experience with a new guy. And then, of course, you're not feeling well. So we just had to put it off. You know, kind of just put the brakes on it, which we never do. Yeah. You know, it's very strange. Well, I'm ready for us to reconnect. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm ready to crawl on top of you right now. Yeah, I'm ready. Two days is enough. But yeah, I'm excited about what is uh, coming with Dean here. I think it's going to be a good situation. We've talked multiple times since he and I were together on Friday. And I think what I like most about him, aside from the fact that like I just want to jump his bones, which is really fun as a, like a new play partner to feel that way about him is exciting. But I think the thing I really like most about him is it's not all about the sex. Like I can, you know, we talk today about travel plans he has coming up and just really interesting things he's going to go off and do as soon as COVID allows it. And it's just cool that we can do that because I haven't had a new play partner that I felt that way about in a while. And actually, as it turns out, he and I grew up 30 minutes apart from each other. Yeah, which is weird. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. But you don't, I, there's, it's unlikely that we would have run into each other. I doubt it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting how similar he is to you, though. <laughs> it's, well, it's, yeah, I, I'd like to meet him for no other reason just to kind of see what... I'm curious to see what your attraction is. I think I'll know when I meet him and talk to him and kind of have that have a conversation with him, but I'll know right away what you're attracted to, other than the 
you know, the fact that he and I look alike, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the physicalities are definitely part of it. But like I said, sometimes you just meet people and you feel that instant spark. It's like, yeah. it, it doesn't even fully make sense. The gentleman we were talking about that we've met at the Scarlet Ranch a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Very good looking guy, but not necessarily my physical type. No. I'm usually into tall, lean men. He's, you know, much closer to my height. And I'm still just like, oh my God, I just want to make out with him constantly. Yeah, it's really just a, it's a, it's a chemical thing, right? It like is. electricity is what it and is. That's what it is with this guy too it's just this instant spark and it's fucking fun yeah that's interesting i'm curious to meet him i, I definitely think it would be a, a great conversation especially now that i know we grew we grew up 30 minutes apart from one another yeah you probably really have fun. a lot in common very funny yeah yeah i find that interesting so that is uh, a little bit hotter of an experience than we've talked about in a couple of weeks yeah that's yeah so i, I think the moral of this story is we just know we just have to stay in our lane. We just know where we belong, yes. especially now. We we tried to do this another way. We tried to to uh, we attempted to kind of go in another direction. We can go in that direction, but we have to use the same plan that we always use, same yeah. formula. And we attempted to deviate from that, and it just doesn't work for us. Right. It really it just didn't work. You know, and and, and to be fair, 100% transparent, it also wasn't necessarily fair to this guy, although I do think he's certainly someone who could benefit from some tutoring as it pertains to, yeah. you know, sexual gratification get, of your sh- partner. He should get a hold of us on sex on your terms. I was like, well, I would totally somebody. charge him for some sex coaching. I'm just not I'm, you know, to. Well, my whole thing is like, you're a 31-ish year old man, year old dude, you're single, you're out on the prowl, you're a solo poly guy, and you've got multiple women that you're seeing or girls that you're seeing. You really should know how to lick a pussy properly. And I don't want to hear this, oh, it's not really my thing. No one fucking cares, dude. No one cares if it's your fucking thing. You know, you don't have to have a PhD in it. Well, also, why is it not your thing? That's what I want to know. Because there's a level of selfishness, I think, when when there's that component. And listen, even women, I trust me, I have walked away from plenty of women who are like, oh, I don't give head. Oh, check, please. And we're out of here. So because, you know, if you're not willing to reciprocate, you're not willing to do the things that will please your partner, to some degree, you're a selfish person. Yeah, but I don't want anyone to lick my pussy that doesn't want to either. Yeah, I want someone you also who, don't want, you want them who to want eagerly you. wants to lick my pussy. Well, there are two types of people. There are people that do it because they feel like they should. And then there are people like myself who want to fucking do it. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. When you do it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get in there. It's like you're eating fucking ice cream out of my pussy. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, you got to, you know, you, I, if, listen, when you punch in, you just go right to work, whatever it is. <laughs> so if, and even if you isn't like this guy says, it's not my thing or I don't really get into it. You better fucking pretend like it is. Yeah. I mean, that's just what you do. You just, you deal with it, right? You fake it till you make it. Just get it done. I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I don't want to hear that shit again. Like, oh, I'm not into that. Don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> I don't care. Well, I think the next guy that says, I don't like to lick pussy, I'm just going to be like, eh, then we're probably not going to be sexually compatible. And I wish you a whole lot of luck. Yeah. Listen, I'm sure there are a lot of guys out there, just like I'm sure there are a lot of women out there who are just lovely people who don't go down on you. I don't think they should be in a relationship. Well, or they should be in a relationship with each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? don't like oral yeah, should be together. What are together? the odds of two people who don't like performing oral to be together? They're perfect for one another. Yeah. But yeah, especially from like for you, you love giving oral. I love it. And, and so do I. So it's like, 
I want to do it for you. Yep. So I just assume that you do too. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's Plus, weird. Plus, I just love the act of giving head. I think it's so sexy on a man or a woman. I fucking yeah. love it. Well, it's it's a pleasurable thing. It's the moaning. Thing. It's yeah. the leg shaking. It's all of it. It's like all the hormones that I can tell are being pumped into your body yeah. by my fucking mouth and tongue. Oh, it's hot. Yeah, so for guys hot. who are like, oh, it's just not my thing. Well, you want to build yourself some self-confidence in a situation where you find yourself a little awkward. Put your tongue on this woman's clit and watch her come. And all of a sudden, you're going to be real fucking confident about what you're doing. (laughs) Because there's very little you can do from that point going forward where she's going to be disappointed. (laughs) You know, it's really not that complicated. Yeah. You know, do that first. So, yeah, I mean, that's just common courtesy, I think. For sure. Lick that vagina, suck that cock. Well, I did not have that problem with Dean. No, it was lovely. He licks a mean pussy, and I'm very excited to experience it again. (laughs) Hey, listen, I may be an ageist. I'm just saying, older guys, older women, you know, uh, same thing for the most part. They've been through enough shit. They've had enough experiences to know what works and what doesn't, what they like and what they don't. It just matters. Fuck, I love older people. It just matters. I just love having sex with someone older than me. There's so much, there's just so much positive sexual energy from my experience with older people. You get a level of confidence in men or women that have had more experiences or at least understand themselves better and well enough to know what they want, what they don't, what works and what doesn't. And they have a willingness to tell you. Yep. You know, there's no reason not to tell me. For sure. I want you to be pleasured. Tell me what you need. It's pretty simple. Oh, yeah. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. So what's the plan? When are you seeing him again? Do you know? I'm hoping to see him towards the end of this week again. Nice. Yes. Nice. So stay tuned, people. Yeah, that'll be fun. And you'll be hearing more of this. I'm excited about this one. It's going to be fun. So Cool. Yeah, that is, uh, that's the story this week. And also, guys... We need to say a very big thank you to our Patreon members, our newest ones. We are in the middle of giveaways to celebrate our two-year anniversary. We just gave away a lube prize pack and some partner's ID jewelry. And we have more coming throughout the week. So it's a perfect time to jump on our Patreon community if you are not already part of it. Plus, you sponsor the show. You support us, which we would absolutely love you for. So our newest Patreon members this week are Darren, Bree, Taylor, KB, and down in country. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to bringing you weekly bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers. You obviously have access to our Telegram group, which is so much fun, a great place to connect with lifestylers from across the world on many different topics, sexy and not as sexy, life-related and love-related and everything in between. And you also get access to our Snapchat, where I show my tits a lot. Even today, I was not feeling well this morning at all. And I was like, ah, I got to put some something on snapchat so i put my tits on there <laughs> yeah the telegram group is amazing it's every morning every afternoon every night there's always something interesting going on there's over 94 people on there right now yeah and it's just a great conversations it's some of it's sexual a lot of it's sexual lots of naughty pictures depending on the day and then it's just some vanilla shit like pictures of pets i fucked around and sent a picture of our dog and then all of a sudden there's 40 pictures of everybody's pets coming through yeah it's you so know. fun yeah just a lot of very cool people doing fun shit Absolutely. So you can find all that fun at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. That link will be in our show notes as always. Also, guys, if you're pervy like us, you should totally get on our OnlyFans. Yes. Aren't you at like 8% now? 
I'm higher than that. Are I'm you? at 7.6%. Very nice. It's very naughty, that thing. I, I, I must admit that I do take a little part in that, but you're super naughty. Well, one of my favorite things we posted on there was you using the violet wand on me. Was that the night you caned me too, or was that two separate nights? Two separate nights. So you used the violet wand on me recently, and I sucked your cock while you were using it, and we put that on OnlyFans. Yes. Which was fucking fun, and people really seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, so. it was a lot of fun because it was dark, and you could see the violet wand glow. It's very cool. It was and you can sexy. hear it crackle. Yeah, and you can also hear me choking on a cock. <laughs> yes, you can totally hear that. <laughs> so that is all available at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. We hope to see you there. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers 2. YouTube, we've got lots of fun shit going on over there. Our channel is called Front Porch Swingers, and we'd love if you'd subscribe over there. Also, like we said, don't forget to check out our merch at fullswapshop.com slash front porch swingers. And what else do we have, Brian? We got some fun stuff coming up. We got potentially some syndication, maybe. Ooh, yeah. Coming up. Yeah, so we do. Stay tuned for that. Stay have... tuned for that. And we... not to mention the YouTube channel really is blowing up. I think there's about 5,400 plus folks on there. We're doing pretty regular videos, getting prepared to hit the road. And when we do, there'll be daily videos. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got this thing down pat. We're going to vlog. You guys are going to see the days that we want to, you know, kill each other. And also the days we want to <laughs> jump each other's bones. All of that. It'll probably be the same day a lot of times. <laughs> probably. Within a few minutes of each other. Yeah. So you're going to see all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have some big announcements coming. Our Patreon members will hear about them first. Yes, they will. But... We have some big shit coming up, guys. FPS is like, we're we're full steam ahead here. Yeah, literally hitting the road. Cannot wait. Cannot oh, wait. Yeah. So stay tuned for all of the fun shit coming your way. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.